Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. After Dark. We appreciate you supporting the show. We like doing it. Uh, send all your emails to Dr. Drew After Dark, drdrwafterdark at gmail.com. Also, voicemails at 818-253-1693. And uh, subscribe on all your playbook platforms. Watch all the episodes at your mom's house YouTube channel. Rate us, tell a friend. And uh, be sure to go to drdrew.com for the latest news. Also, we have a bunch of articles up. Uh, I have a I have a opium series on the Weekly Infusion podcast. I do suggest you check that all out. But... Forget all the serious business. Let's get on to the matter of hand, the great Bert Kreischer. I've been wanting to get into the opioids. They're really big these days. Yeah, you're not taking them? No. Mm-hmm. I, they never... I, I mean, even when like I fell off a waterfall one time and mm-hmm. they were giving me oxy... Yeah. I didn't... Didn't I, really like them? I didn't feel it the way I wanted. They gave mm-hmm. me... Um, what's the synthetic heroin? Dilaudid? Fentanyl? Dilaudid. Uh, that, yeah. They gave me something to, so they could take x-rays so they needed to move my body around. Mm-hmm. And when I... When was this? Uh... I don't know. Fell off a waterfall? Fell off a waterfall like 15 feet onto my back. I thought oh, I broke my back. no. Yeah, I thought I, bro- I was in a dry suit and I was, thought I broke my back and I was in a ravine like 210 feet down and I had to crawl on my hands and knees because they couldn't get a chopper in to get me out Ugh. up to the top of the trailhead and then they had... They and you're just me- in horrible pain the whole time. And then the, the worst pain ever is they put me on a backboard Ugh. with the you know the brace around my neck yes. in, in like a... It's almost like a... Like a, a hammock. A swing, yeah. yeah. And drove me out. And uh, I've never been in more pain in my entire fucking life. Oh, my God. You're screaming. It's, oh, it's awful. And um, yeah, and I thought I thought I broke my back. I literally thought I broke my back. But I went into North Carolina. The lady goes, uh, we're going to give you a lot. And I was like, listen, I, I I have a somewhat of an addictive personality. I think I maybe would want to stay away from that. Somewhat? And she was like, uh, honey, you don't want us to move your body around the way we need to without something. Yeah. So she gave it to me. Nothing, no big deal. No, no, it's, yeah, yeah, not yeah. I, I, opioids have never really done it for me. Not I haven't done much of it, but even when I was taking them, it took the pain away. Yeah, uh, but that's it. It wasn't like I felt cool. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So not like alcohol. Not like alcohol. I love alcohol. Not I mean, bad. these days, I, if I have like, like yesterday, I had one solid drink. I went for like a four mile run, and I had one solid double Tito's and soda. That's when I texted you about. Uh, can I? Uh, does grapefruit juice oh, yeah. affect my? Uh, I forgot about that. What was that all about? I, I, they, we, they had these fresh fucking grapefruits. And what on my medication jog. are you on? Uh, Losartan and amlodipine. Oh, I'm on those too. Yeah, oh, really? the exact two I'm on for oh, blood nice. pressure. Yeah, I really like beta blockers. Why? Because I you don't get nervous that way. No, beta, I took beta blockers. I didn't realize they were beta blockers when I first got, got diagnosed with high blood pressure, and I felt so comfortable for the first time why don't they go back on them? they're good for you it caused a dry cough oh yeah i could do that and so and i got the dry cough although i would argue it was because i was spelunking in a cave in new zealand mm. that i got the cough yeah. that's what i would fucking argue okay we can try them again i would i would try I, a lower I, dose maybe i loved them wow. i love them crazy yeah we had to go uh spelunking in a cave like right before we went scuba diving in fiji and uh they had this thing called the um birthing canal mm. I was like, I was like, it's good. I've done it for TV a million times. It's tame. We'll, we'll steal some shots to make it look thrilling. And the first thing the guy does, he's like, all right, everyone in the birthing canal. And it is a hole like this big. 
and the water was up to your chin and you had to marine crawl through it. Uh, it was the most uh, hectic two uh, hours of my fucking two life. Hours two of hours of hours spelunking legit in waterfalls. Uh, in we would get into crawl spots. He would send us into like a, a cave part where you're just your head was above water and the helmet's touching the cave and you're sitting crisscross applesauce. Uh, and he'd hold us there. He made us climb up a waterfall. He was like, you won't be able to see anything. Just trust me and follow the light. Oh. And just, it was the most terrifying two hours of my life that I've, probably that I've ever had. But, uh, wow. But that's how I got the dry cough. Sounds like not fun. Yeah. I, I, I have a, if I, if there's things moist air, it fucks with my lungs. It's like yeah, water logs yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. people like steam rooms. I fucking hate steam rooms. They can, they can spasm. Yeah. So, uh, before the mics heated up, you were asking me about a friend and his prostate. Oh yeah. My, my buddy's getting a prostate, uh, taken out. Yeah. That's what and I had. Then, and then, yeah, but okay. So they say, someone said to me, that uh, you you can't use your dick anymore. Well, if you have a bad surgeon, but you, if you, these days when you do the robotic, the Da Vinci robotic, yeah, should be no nothing. Oh, should okay. be fine. And you, you don't, that, that, that spiraled into a conversation with my wife that if they were taking my dick away, <laughs> I would get one month to fuck everything I wanted to fuck. And she was like, "Whoa, I'm not." She not signed off on. She that. was like, "Hang on, why?" And I said, "Well, no, no." I, like it was just I just that's where my brain went immediately. Yeah. I was like, "No, no, no, no." If you take my dick away, we're we're hanging my dick up for life. I want to fuck a black chick. I want to fuck an Asian chick. I want to. F- I want like. I want well, what to- happens if you get any kind of terminal illness? Is that what we got to do? I don't know. We're not. We haven't gotten there. It's the same thing. I want to fuck someone that doesn't speak any English. But it's, <laughs> like, I want to fuck everything. But and- it's the same thing, Bert. If you if you know you have six months to live, <laughs> that's different. That's different. Why? Because because I don't get like a solid more 40 without using my dick. Oh, I see. You got to have something to remember it with. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going out, I'm going out you with gotta my family. You got to say goodbye to it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. if I'm if we're just hanging up my dick, then <laughs> I'm definitely going on a on a run. So, you know, I feel a special kinship and responsibility for you because I feel like I helped invent Bert Kreischer. How's that? Oh, you you totally did. Not enough people know this. I know. Nobody and, knows it. And and I would argue, <laughs> I would argue. <laughs> Tell them what happened. Do you guys know that? The back room? Yeah. yeah you yeah, do yeah. know I, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, shocking. This. I, I definitely, by the way, I have people I know in this business that I, when I hear about them, I connect back to that evening. Wow. What was happening was Corolla. Corolla is one of them, definitely. Corolla had left uh, Loveline, and they were looking for a replacement host. And they were auditioning people. Uh, One of those people that I think of all the time is uh, the guy from Community, Joel McHale. Yep. Joel McHale auditioned. Uh, Kyle Cease, I think, auditioned. Um, Stryker auditioned. Mm -hmm. Stryker just has a new show with Kevin Kline. Mm -hmm. I know that because Stryker ended up getting the job. And then on, like... They all did this audition week, and then on the next Monday, they still didn't have a host, and they hadn't announced it yet. And they're like, well, Bert, why don't you just come in and do Loveline? You can co-host. And I was like, oh, I was so fucking excited. My wife listened to the radio. I, mean, I don't even know if we have a radio in our house now. She listened on the radio in our house. In our house. Isla had just been born, and I came in, and it was really great. It was a really fun It was really fun. They remember one person said his dick gets stuck in his girlfriend. And I said, what? And, and I said, like, Chinese finger cuffs? <laughs> and, he go, and then we started laughing. And, I, and he goes in. It happens for a while. And I said, you guys have to walk around <laughs> like you're moving a couch out of an apartment. I couldn't. It was the funnest fucking time. I'm doing so well on this show. And all of a sudden, someone calls in, I think, that was in my class and goes, hey, Bert, why don't you tell Dr. Drew the story this, about the time you robbed us on a train in Russia? And it was something that I just had not, like, I was like, oh, yeah. And you were like, hold on, what? Yeah. And I told the story. That's the probably the first time I I think I ever, I, it might be the first time I ever ever told the story. Yeah. And 
And then I, I literally I, I made you come back. And you said you came, made me come back Tuesday night and tell it again. <laughs> yes. You go. You told the best story. I need you to tell it again. And that night you told me this is your story. This is your this is your your, your zone. This your is zone. it. You need to tell this story. This is this will get you to the next level. And I remember being like, ah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, I went to, I went to, I, I went into any radio station. This is how big Loveline was at the time. Any radio station I went into, one of their producers was a diehard Loveline fan, heard me tell the story, and a number of places I'd go into, they'd be like, "Hey, can you tell that story you told Dr. Drew?" Right. And so I told it at a bunch of it. It was it was like an inside baseball radio story. Yeah. So like every radio guy who's a radio junkie heard it, wow. and it got spread around. And then I told it a couple times. And it started getting better. <laughs> And then I still never told it on stage. And then, and then one time I go to do Rogan and I told, and I was like, in my head, I wanted to do same. I mean, Loveline, it was the same thing to me was Rogan at the time. It was like two huge shows. And I was like, oh, next time I'm in, remind me to tell you the story I got involved with the Russian mafia and robbed a train. And Joe was like, what the fuck? And I was like, if it's a good enough story for Dr. Drew, it's good enough for Joe. But yeah, that's, that changed my life. And, but still, even to that point, I'd never thought that that would be my calling card. Like, that would be my thing. Yeah. Man, I was fucking wrong. Well, it started. It was it was like the diving springboard. It was, had I never learned how to tell that story, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Because I spent like four years figuring out how to tell a story and get away from the kind of mediocre comedy I was doing at the time. And that story kind of redefined the way I looked and approached comedy. Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't need to be pow, pow, bring it, bring it. It doesn't need to be similar to everyone else. It can be your own thing. But I'm the worst at like... I can't see a trend when it's coming at all. I didn't think the internet was going to last. <laughs> I remember Anything someone else I should sell short on. Dude, I remember I remember my buddy telling me uh, one day, you know, you're just going to go to your computer and order your groceries. I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> sure. You're telling me I'm not going to enjoy going to a grocery store anymore. <laughs> Dude, I, I fucking there was a guy. There was a guy. This is really inside Hollywood. There's a guy that was at my house. Uh, Tom and I were friends with him and uh, he was at my house. Uh, Thanksgiving and he said you know he was a uh, executive chef for Rock Sugar and he was like I th I'm thinking about getting out of the restaurant business I go you spent your whole life in restaurants he goes nah I think about getting a food truck and I oh. was like you are an idiot <laughs> he, I go you have a child to think of you need to keep that corporate job his name was Roy Choi and he is the guy that changed and revolutionized food trucks <laughs> What else should I not do? What should I not do? I was in abandoned college. Should I stop this? Maybe I should stop this podcast. I was abandoned college. I kicked out the guitarist <laughs> and he formed the band Creed. <laughs> I'm the fucking, I am not good at seeing things. Wait, I seriously want to know what I shouldn't do. I don't know. What should I avoid? Give me any of your business plans. I'll jump right in. <laughs> How about this thing? Should this stop? This no. Curse I, it, please. Dude, when Tom told me he was getting this huge studio, I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> All right, good. Oh, I remember he hired Blue Band and he was like, and I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're wasting your money. The other day, I'm like, how do I get one of you? Oh, my God. By the way. Just to put things, like, make things worse. <laughs> Tom just told me he's getting all new cameras. I just bought these exact cameras. <laughs> so fucking Sony 33s. <laughs> That's exactly what we have. I know. I just bought five of them. For what? For my podcast. Hey, why am I not doing your podcast, by the way? 
Any fucking time. I, Bob and I did it like two years ago. We Any said, time. we want to come back Any and do time. it. I'm, and I'm not a great businessman. Really? Like, I'm not good at replying to texts. I'm not good yeah. at like that kind of stuff. But like, any dude, Drew, anytime. Let's do it. So the grapefruit, get to get back to that, can change how you metabolize your medication. So you're not supposed to take a lot of grapefruit or grapefruit juice, especially. Oh, so good. Great. But you can have I gave it to my daughter. Yeah, you can have one. Um, All right. Here's some, uh, let's get some business here. I'm a 32-year-old female. This is uh, from... <laughs> Spicy nipples. Oh, my uh, God. Or, please say it has to do with having itchy nipples because I have those, too. We'll talk about that. Uh, my pronoun, preferred gender pronoun is Zim. Cool. I noticed a while ago out of nowhere that eating spicy food make my nipples tingle only with spicy food, though. Not that I'm complaining, but what's the deal? It's from Colleen. You uh, ever had spicy nipples? I mean... No, but I've been having... I've had really tingle. overactive itchy nipples lately. Mm. Like itchy nipples and itchy balls. I think I have jock itch. Yeah. But... I was in a hot tub a lot in Utah. Okay, well, like that'll get a night. fungus in there. Is it red? I don't know. I'm too fat to see them. Oh, Drew. dude, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> I got I, I, I just lost enough weight to start shaving my balls again. Oh. Before that, it was just a bunch of guesswork. <laughs> just hoping the rubber didn't meet the road. You're looking at me like you're about to have an intervention. <laughs> I'm just scared for you. No, um, I'm two forty. I'm so two forty six. I, I think I need to see the nipples to understand what's going on. Her nipples or mine? yours? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's is nothing going on. Is it because the shirts on. are on and off? Well, yeah, there is a lot of irritation there. You have like a, that see that scaliness and stuff. No. Yeah, I can't see my nipple, Drew. Yeah, it's irritating. It's from the shirts. It's from your shirts. Yeah. Yeah, and the on and off with the shirts and stuff. Oh, so just stop wearing shirts altogether? Or, or you can just get some cortisone cream, put that on there. Cortisone cream? Yeah. I just bought some. Good, good. With your cameras. Yeah. Uh, I have a problem where I swear I shit more than I eat. Like if I eat a banana, I will shit out two bananas. This this stuff, you know, Christina loves this stuff. Uh, I shit. I stop shitting altogether. Keep going. I stop shitting altogether. I stop shitting. I, I, like I, was, I was on a really strict diet where I was eating... Around like twelve hundred calories a day. No, that'll make you stop shitting. And I just stopped shitting, and that gave me panic. And then I started eating because I wanted shit. You just take some Metamucil or some bulk. Yeah. Oh, some yeah. celery. I was on a really strict diet. Yeah. Good. Yeah. For what? Two days? No, no. It's been a week. It's been it's been a full week. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's really like. But it, the problem is, I was, was the burning, goal. Was the goal to be able to shave your balls again? Was that the, the goal? Was to be able to see my balls again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, any event, uh, I poop up to four times a day. Everything seems fine, except that I seem to be exporting more than I'm importing. Any ideas or advice? What does she say? Do I have shits a lot to test? Mm -hmm. uh, that's all the issue of bulk. What's so funny? These are all these, these are all emails from uh, people that are fans of your mom's house too. Yeah. Oh, these are great. Oh, these are yeah. my fucking favorite human beings uh, ever. Yeah. Yeah. We we've tapped into a very special breed. Um, a couple of them are in the room next door. Yeah. Um, this is, is, so that's what. How much you actually the 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 size the amount is related to bulk. But how much bulk in your diet? Like you, if you have a lot of celery and leafy vegetables and and bran and that kind of thing, psyllium husk, you can get a lot of bulk with almost doesn't matter what else you eat, you just get a lot of bulk. Yeah. So it's it's it actually swells. You know, venomuscal things like that will actually swell up. Oh, okay. You'll seem like it. The, the bulk of stool does not really mean a goddamn thing. There you go. You guys happy with that? Uh, hey, I've, uh, let's, let's do a voice message. Do you have any voicemails for me? Do I? All right, here we go. This is for Bert. My name is Marie, and my question for you is, how come whenever I'm having sex with my boyfriend, it feels like I have to make brown? Is he literally fucking the brown out of me? Thank you. Have a great day. <sighs> 
I like the way she ends it with have a great day. Have a great day. <laughs> Fucking the brown. Uh, by the way, that was I remember when me and Leanne got introduced to the phrase making brown. Yes. And we were with Tom and Christina on a beach. I just shaved Tom's tits. Have you ever seen me shave Tom's tits? No. It is the funniest fucking thing. Why? Because I... I, You shave faces on him? No, no. I was shaving Tom's back. And and we were in Hawaii. And I noticed that his underarm hair connected to his titty. And so I go, hey, man, let me hollow that out for you. Like, let me just hollow that out and then Caesar up your tits. Like, give you like a nice Caesar cut on Uh on your breast. And it'll make it'll make you look more defined. He was like, really? I go, oh, yeah. We just got into Hawaii for five days, okay? Uh, uh. Ju- we haven't even gotten to the beach yet. So I'm so close to I the forest. I hope you pictures of this. Tr- there's a video. You can find the video. Uh. Bert shaves Tom's tits. Uh. It's yeah. the hardest I've ever laughed. But just like Bert t- shaves Tom. These guys are on that, man. They are. There it is. Bert shaves Tom's. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So I shave his tit. Now, hang on. You can already go ahead and skip halfway through the video. Oh, uh, go back, God. go back, go back, uh, go forward. How did you guys meet? Uh, okay. Hit pause right there. At, uh, at a gay bear convention? No, we, we met through Jay Moore. We used to both okay. work with Jay Moore. Okay, got it was, it. We had a mutual friend, Charlie Grenzer. Got it. All right. Uh, Charlie's in this video. So, okay, go ahead and hit play. Yeah, hit, hit pause again. Too loud. So what had happened is, I didn't realize this, but when I shaved his tit, it immediately looked like his tits were wearing sunglasses. <laughs> And, and they made them look huge. <laughs> like it did the exact opposite of what I thought I was going to do. And this, you're going to see a video of me laughing to where I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> because I'm looking at his tits and they look ridiculous. In person, they looked so bad. And I just ruined him for the whole trip of Hawaii. Let's see it. Go Play. ahead. That's the music. Oh my god! <laughs> trimming it, you just made it look bigger. Let me see it again. <laughs> it looks good. The hair makes them look smaller. Oh my god! I want to see the picture again. It's still to give me. A... What the still of Tom's? There it is. Look at this. Look at this. Look oh, at this. my God. Look at him. Oh, my God. Tom without a beard. It's why people shave their cocks, because it makes their cock look bigger. You shave my titties. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if I have bigger titties. Make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to walk right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> What did you do? Shave everything? I just shaved. No, see no, that no. Line? See that no, line but how did you correct this? Oh, we left it. Oh, we left it, and the whole week I would see him oh. come up, and I would start laughing hysterically. Oh. But that's the weekend we found out the term "making brown," and then Leanne and I went upstairs and we had sex, and we came downstairs, and Tom and Christina were on the beach, and Christina goes, "What did you guys just do?" And Leanne goes, "Oh, we made white." <laughs> uh. Oh my god! Oh, that was the funniest fucking trip. That 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 whole trip was hilarious, beginning to end. So we got to answer the Marie's question. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, the the rectum is up against the vagina is up against the rectum, and if you're putting pressure into the vagina, you can put pressure on the rectum, and it can make you feel like you want to have poop. Really, I and feel if like you have I, a larger I, penis will make you feel more like you have to have poop. Oh, my wife's never said anything. No, like that's no, why I think no. we're good. Next voicemail. My name's Rollo. I was just wondering 
why do you get addicted to jacking off after the first time you jack off? But the other things in your life that feel good, like making fitness and drinking water and eating healthy, you don't get addicted to that. Right. So why? So his question is, why, this is what Schopenhauer noticed, that we go from desire to satisfaction right back to desire again. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the dopamine release, right? Exactly. It's the reward system. There's parts of our brain that have us do something again. Do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Like yeah, that's, that's what, me. Yeah, that's what cocaine stimulates is that part of our brain. I, I have a problem with treats. Like I need treats. I always want treats. I can't live a life without treats. <laughs> like, like if I, that's, it's, I need making white a treat, a hardcore treat. Okay. And, and sometimes after I make white, uh, <laughs> I get depressed knowing I can't make white immediately again. So, so I, my treat has been taken away for me, from me. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to drink. Oh, so see, these are treats. This is why I'll never quit drinking because I want it. I always want my treats. Where did you get that from? I don't know. I like when you were a kid, you would your your family just the only joy, enjoyment you got was your mom give you treats or something. Yeah, it was I, no, it was it was just when like, you think of treats, what's like the ultimate tr- ultimate treat? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like a party, a party, a party is, is a, treat. a big, big treat. treat. But, oh, yeah. but I mean, are there foods that are treats? Oh, hardcore, like, like candies, uh, like treat? Samoas. I'm thinking of them right Samoas. now. Samoas, okay. Yeah. Samoas are a big treat. Oreos are a big treat. Okay. Uh, 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 cheeseburgers are a treat. Pizzas are a treat. How old Wings are, you? are a treat. Eleven. Forty-six. Okay. Uh, beers are a treat. Tito's and sodas is a treat. Margaritas are a treat. Uh, um, jacking off's a treat. Sex is a treat. Porn's a treat. Uh, Video games are a treat. Like I, so, I can't live a life without treats. So it, Instagram's a treat. Twitter's a treat. I look at everything as like something that releases dopamine. When I go on a diet, I am so depressed because I realize I've taken away all my treats. Not all your treats. You can all, still make white. You can I, still. Yeah, but who wants white when you're when you? That's you your only eat. treat. Oh, I yeah. see. So you get resentful. Well, yeah. Then when you're any, like, when some part of your treat system is 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 restricted, you get resentful of everything else. Yeah. Couple that with the fact that I have a low threshold for, for, for reward. <laughs> I have a low threshold for reward and epiphanous moments. Like, I feel like epiphany hits me all the fucking time. So I'm like, oh, whoa. Like, I blow, I get fucking crazy about shit. Like what? What's, uh, what's on, your, on your hip parade right now? I, something just hit me today. Yeah. And I was like, I was what like, was it? shut up. Um, you had to get a Sony 4K camera? No, oh, no. Don't, shopping's a treat. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'll just go like, like, I don't, I, I think it has to do with like, uh, like, do, do you ever go to like? Uh, I used to go to sporting sporting goods stores, yeah. and just walk around and buy stuff that I didn't fucking need. Because yeah. I was like, I need to, I, I need to uh, stimulate the dopamine. See, coffee's a fucked up treat because if you have coffee in the morning, you can have you can't you, you only get one of them. Why? Because I then I get antsy, I get Uh-oh. like shaky. See, I, I can't get, I can go coffee. all day on coffee for real. I love. Coffee. I can't. That's the reason. Can I tell you? That's the reason I could never take Xanax on planes. Is because once you get on when the you plane, come off, once, no, no. Once you get on the plane, you've already had your treat. And so then when stuff gets panicky, you don't get more treats. I like... You're like a cappuccino monkey in an experiment cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need my treat. I Dude, I'm like... I need my grape. See, that's the thing about drinking. Isn't It isn't as much... If we put you in a cage and used you like some sort of paradigm sort of prep, it'd be perfect. I'd be willing to do it. it just, just you, just you just live off reinforcements all day. You're like you, you'd be a Skinner box. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the rat that hits the yeah, pellet, yeah. the reward pellet. Non-stop. Do you get superstitious really easily? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so because, because <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I'm wearing the same necklace you saw in that fucking video. 
I haven't taken it off. I say a prayer to it every time before I go on stage. Are you shipping me? Because there's the there's something called the case of the superstitious pigeon, which is a pigeon. There's a pigeon. There was a Skinnerian pigeon, so it had been taught to you know look for reinforcement. You know, click three times and you get a food. Well, they just started sending food down the chute randomly, yeah. and the pigeon would develop all these elaborate dances and moves that it thought was triggering the the uh, food delivery. But it was just a bunch of superstitions. I am this fucking pigeon. You are the superstitious pigeon. I am the superstitious pigeon. I have I have uh, I have rituals yeah. that I have to do yes. in order for things to do, to go well. Yeah, and. Like I, I can't wear just any pair of shoes on stage. I have to break them in, and, and in order to break them in, you gotta let them fail a couple times. So I go up and bomb in a pair of shoes to break them in, and then once I've bombed in them, I can take them out and let them do well. What, what is bomb for you? What does that mean? Just, I just not my best show. Not like, your best show. Yeah, just where you're like a little all over the map. What mm-hmm. and if if I drink before I go on stage, then that'll be that's just fucking not gonna be good. Course, not gonna be good. Yeah. So, so, it, it, but performing, I mean, there's a certain amount of superstition, like baseball players and stuff. Pe- people have, you know, sort of high risk performances. Having Being superstitious is a common thing. Oh. But being so dependent on rewards and looking for the patterns associated with those rewards can create superstition, really elaborate superstitions. I, 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 my, I, the reason I drink on planes, I think it's, I really honestly think now it's a superstition. Don't you do any Sober October anymore? I did Sober October. Yeah, we did it last year. Didn't and? drink and flew. And I, I was totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. However. Oh. I, I noticed that mm-hmm. if I played Brick Breaker on my phone, the plane oh, would crash. I, the whole the whole time, I would be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I just had to distract my brain. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have. I, I tell you what is fucking really killing me right now is my wife stole my orgasms. Hold down, slow down, everybody. We have news here: a woman has stolen a man's orgasms. Tell me more. So we're having sex, and I and she's on top of me and. I go to start having it. I wish I could do a bit about this, but I, I just don't understand it really. Keep going. Um, so I'm about to have an orgasm, mm-hmm. and as she sees it into my face, she just starts giggling and goes, oh, look at him. Oh! <laughs> and it took it away. It didn't, I mean, I, I had the stuff came out, but the actual orgasm oh! went away. I was like, whoa, what the fuck did you just do? And she was like, what? And I was like, you just, I just, she goes, stuff came out. And I go, yeah, but I didn't, once you started talking to me, the feeling, the orgasm went away. I didn't feel the orgasm. And then she got mad. And she goes, are How you serious? You? Yeah. No, she didn't get mad. Uh, uh. She started laughing. Leanne's a fucking saint. Yeah, she started laughing and she's like, you're fucking with me. I go, no. I go, please, don't ever talk. If you see I'm having an <laughs> orgasm, don't try to start up a conversation with me. Just let it happen. Yeah, but but it was something about the babying. Oh, look at him. Oh, she said, look at him. Oh, my God. And it immediately, I was like, ugh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> So then the next sort of like baby mommying you a little bit. I don't even know. It's the way she talks to my dick. Like if she sees my what? dick, she goes, oh, little guy. What? Yeah, she doesn't. She's not. Yeah, she doesn't look at my dick and go, whoa, look at Thundercock. <laughs> and so, so, so the next time we have sex, we're having sex and she, she has this look on her face as, as we're having sex. I go, what? She she's goes, nervous. Nothing. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and I go, please. Now you're in my head. I go, don't get in my head about it. And so I have an orgasm, but. I'm so ready for her to say something that I don't feel it. It just happens. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a dry run, like a mock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the second like half gasm. Yeah. So then, then, so then, the third time and we have sex, no gasm. We're doing it, and as I'm starting to have an orgasm, she goes, "Oh, you have a hair on your face," <laughs> and I'm like, "Stop fucking speaking." You have a hair on your face, and now it's gotten to the place. Sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes, I can get in my head while we're having sex, and I, now I'm talking to myself. <laughs> 
and I'm not in the moment. I'm not connected. She, she put a hex on you. Oh my god! And I'll say she's like, a witch. Like my brain will go something like, uh, like normally, like a perfect orgasm for me. Mm. My brain shouts shit out, mm, like, like out of nowhere. Like, like what? Salon selectives. Like salon selectives. Salon selectives. That was the first time I remember it happening. I was in, I was like a kid and I was jerking off, and all of a sudden I had an orgasm. My brain goes salon selectives, and I went, huh? Oh, I don't know. Basketballs, horses running, shovels, and you're like, wait, where did that come from? And so it's almost like a real, like a pure, pure drop, dopamine rush where they say like the heroin addicts came up with their most brilliant ideas the second the heroin hit them. Yeah. I would have just the most random fucking words come out of my head when I had an would orgasm. Would you see things or anything or is it mm, visually just, or auditory or just, smell or anything? Like rope. And you're like, what? Rope. And just, it, I, I, it, I, it's pretty, I, it's pretty awesome. But now I can't now, now lately I've been in my head. We had sex yesterday and, uh. And I, 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 I it, it, it was, it worked, but it wasn't like the old school ones. Cause I'm now I'm like almost like OCD about it. Is, Le- is Leanne proud of herself? No, she, I don't think she even, I don't, I didn't bring, I haven't brought it up in a while. So I don't think she even thinks about it. She doesn't even give a fuck. She doesn't, Leanne just doesn't give a fuck about anything. She's <laughs> someone who can shut things down and just, huh? What? You're still thinking about that? I said, I said, I've been saying it on stage lately. She's the kind of person that at the end of the night can turn off the lights. This is going to sound so, sociopathic to you. Turn off the lights, turn off the TV. No drugs, no alcohol, get in bed and close your eyes like a fucking Mormon. Just like, well, that's it for me. I'm done thinking. Conk. I can do that too. Oh, what the fuck's wrong with you I know. people? I know. You're done thinking? That's when I start thinking. That's when my brain's like, let's talk about the diseases we think we have. We're pretty sure we're developing a baby arm because we have ALS. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Next voice message. Do we answer her question? Uh, I don't remember it anymore. It was he. Hi, Dr. Drew. My name is Brendan. I'm 31 years old. When I was younger, my first sexual experience was a group sex experience with a, me and two mates consensual with a girl that we went to school with. Uh-oh. And that was my first sexual experience. After that, I went on to play sports in university and all this kind of stuff. And then while I was doing that, I experienced uh, a lot of people were interested and invited me to cuckold for them. And I became somewhat of a fan of that, if you will, to where the point where now I like to watch my partner please someone else. And what my question was is, how do you ask them or how do you go about that, bringing that up to someone without them running from it? Because, like, you know, most people, they feel devalued, I guess, when you say that you yes. want them to do something or experience something with other people. That's right. So I guess I just don't know how to, to approach it. Uh, I, I would maybe you need to... Uh, Maybe you break the habit of that. What do you think about cuckolding? I actually have a, a, a fix for this. Yes? Can't wait. I think there should be a service, much like Tinder or Grinder or whatever the hell people use sexually for married people, uh-huh. for a married couple. So I register in it, right? Uh-huh. And then my wife gets an email saying your husband's registered up for, uh, for uh, sneakypeat.com or whatever okay. it's called. And then what that service does is it pulls stuff that you're looking at in porn uh-huh. and then sends it to your partner mm-hmm. so that they get an idea of what you're looking for in the bedroom. Yeah, but sometimes what you what men look at visually is not necessarily what they're into with a person. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, wait, what? No, no, sometimes they, they, what visually stimulates men is not necessarily exactly what they want in the bedroom. It can, uh, can really confuse women. For real? Yeah, but I, go ahead. But the, your, the idea is not implausible, so keep going. Because I, I think there's too many people in relationships, myself included, where you're... Maybe the conversa- this guy's problem of having the conversation with someone, the conversation's such an uphill that you don't even have the conversation and you go, never see. mind. So you I don't just, want to talk to you about just, it. You watch cuckolding porn and that's going to be the And thing. then all of a sudden she's like, wait, 
hey, I know, I've been getting on Sneaky Pete. They've been sending me Sneaky um, Pete. They've been sending me some videos of you watching dudes. Fun. Is that what you're into? And he, then that's an easier conversation. To have. All right, I grant you that. But the, the reason I was talking about the, I, I was thinking about the visual thing for them because a lot of men will watch porn that are as unlike the women they're with, and that freaks the women out. Oh, I look for people. I, you know what's so funny? I look not only for women that look like Leanne. I mean, I've seen, obviously, I, I've jerked off to women that don't look like yeah. Leanne. But I look for women that look like Leanne. And I also uh, can find porn for the things I like. So, like, I like, I really like going down on Leanne. But I, more importantly than anything, I love the look of her body from down there. Like, mm -hmm. I love the way yeah. her, everything. So, I yes. started watching close-up uh, orgasm so porn where it was shot from that angle, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I like that." I've seen some. I've seen some fucking porn that would I literally blow your fucking mind. I feel like I why I've watched on the road. I watch way too much. Why would it blow my mind? Just some of the shit I've seen. You're, you'd like be bad? Like, no, not not. It's not aggressive, but it's just like fucking freaky. Like Bert, why are you looking at that? Like quicksand porn. Quicksand porn. You ever seen it? No. <laughs> Pull it up. What? <laughs> There's quicksand porn. It's it's porn of like women walking through the woods. Just what it sounds like. Like, oh, it's a beautiful day. Uh, and I'm in uh, quicksand. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll take my top off. That'll help. <laughs> Oops. Nope. <laughs> Didn't help. Maybe my bra. That's too heavy. Nope. Still sinking. Still sinking. Here's what it is. It connects down to, I'm, I'm younger than you, but by, not by much. So I think you'll understand what it is. Gilligan's Island. Ginger. Marianne. Yep. That's, Seriously? A hundred percent. And we didn't have porn growing up. We didn't have it as accessible. Our one foray into sexuality would be the television or the movies we watched. Right. Uh, Car uh, yes. Abbott and Costello, yes. uh, Laurel and Hardy, the Gilligan's Island. And a lot of times there was a movie, I think it was Lawrence of Arabia, uh, I think was a movie, and it used quicksand as a device. And right. all those movies so, plugged in quicksand. Right. So so I would say two things. One is, as Corolla, when Corolla and I joke about this all the time, we figured there was about a 50-50 chance we'd die in quicksand. Because every TV show, every movie, there was quicksand. Where the fuck's all the quicksand I thought I'd find? <laughs> right. Uh, so lots of quicksand, gentlemen, if you didn't, weren't raised in the 60s and 70s. Uh, but the other thing Killer is, bees also. Oh, yeah. And, you know, then the, and the devil. Yeah. Oh. The devil was invading everything. And then, and then the other one was AIDS. I thought that would happen. Well, that came later. But, yeah, but, but I thought the devil, AIDS was The devil, real. remember Killdozer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, the devil actually was taking over bulldozers. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... But uh, the really interesting thing here is that there's something about males that what they see from age 12 to 14 becomes sort of the thing, becomes a preference, right? It's why BDSM is so is so popular because they saw it when they were 12 they or saw, 14. They, they or saw women getting tied up. Wonder yeah. Woman would get tied up, and yeah. then all of a sudden that was their sexuality, right? And why why certain stuff goes right in the the you know the right zone at that age? We don't know, but. The stuff they look at at that young age becomes preferential, just becomes fixed. Yeah, and it's hard to break them out of that. Like when we were growing up, it was Playboy. Uh huh. And so that became the some version of that became what guys were preoccupied with. The, I remember. Um, I remember. I went to this uh, dominatrix mistress Isabella. Of course you did. And she said, "No, it was for hurt birth." Oh yeah. yeah, yeah so yes, yeah. and so at the end, I said, "You know, this has been pretty interesting." Not everything I was turned me on, but some stuff did. And she was like, "Like what?" And I told her, and she went, "What year were you born?" Oh and I wow. Was like, 72 and she goes oh i got some stuff you like and that gave me a bunch of videos and i was like i was like motherfucker if a fucking superhero costume doesn't kill it for me oh yeah because wonder woman was my or that, it's when i found out when i was straight or a genie oh my god genie <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's so amazing what 
how the subtlety of what would turn you on and send you into a spiral. Now it's like I'm scrolling through women eating ass, and I'm like, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> well, that's what we don't know what's going to do to these kids. You know, maybe that's why millennials are so sort of passive in their relationships. They don't yeah. really. It, it's an interesting time. Um, so the cuckolding thing not going to be great for your relationships in the future. I, speaking of early, you know, his his original thing was probably sort of a cuckolding thing. Two guys watched while he was on this girl. His very first experience that sort of geared that in his head. He needs to get out of that a little bit. That's, so what it's, do it's we very do, demeaning? But what do we do? What do we do with in the future with where we're moving with society where certain people's turn ons are things that happened to them they didn't ask for it like this guy 14. and then all of a sudden it's their turn on and now society doesn't let that be their turn on like well, we, louis uh we live in a time when just about anything goes right but if you're doing stuff that demean or hurt relationships you have to kind of break yourself of it right yeah and sorry bro just, yeah uh do you have any more voicemails or are we going to go to videos? Uh, we could go to videos. Okay, let's go to videos. We have... Uh, yeah, all right. Uh -oh. So what I have This podcast is very fucking good. <laughs> what I have for you here is uh, was on the last episode of Your Mom's House that will be out by the time this comes out. So uh, YMH episode 489. Um, this guy keeps on posting videos on Twitter of mm. him dancing to people's requests i've seen this guy oh i have seen this guy too there he is so we were wondering what is it jim norton what, <laughs> what, what goes through someone's mind to have to you know to be into making videos like this? Keep going. We're, we're gonna handle it. He's clearly sort of a. He, those videos in the background are books. What is he back right now? Looks like he's in a library. Like he's got. So he's probably an intellectual, right? He's probably is that he in England because he's got that British flag. He is there. British. He has an accent. I've heard okay. him talk to Tom. And, oh, Tom, talk to him. Yeah, yeah we have that video. Clearly, he sleeps on his left side. Wait, I must body, hear. His I, fat aggregates over there. Oh yeah, look at that. Oh my God! Hi, this is Naked Martin, wishing you continued success on your Mum's House podcast. Mm. Keep the cool guys coming. So, did he do that? Did he do the whole thing especially for them? No, he was doing it by himself. Tom found it, posted yeah. it online. It, it got—I wouldn't say viral, but like seven hundred retweets or something. Then it got back to him that they posted his video and we're talking about it on the podcast. I see. And he shot this video for Tom. I just see. excited that someone liked his work. Well, I, I have a couple of reactions. First, if you ever go to like, like uh, nude beaches, like in Europe, like in you know Saint Tropez or something like that. Once, one, once. Okay. Who had all their clothes off? It was not the hot chicks. No, it was not me either. It was the old British guys. Yeah. Always the old Brits. They just throw their clothes off. So there's something about being old and British that makes you want to be without your clothes. I don't know what that is. I think I think it's also if I think if I had an uncircumcised dick, I wouldn't feel naked if I had my dick out. If you had it's a, oh, wait, wait, slow down. If you had an uncircumcised dick, you wouldn't feel naked if 
Because it had a sweater Cause on. Because, yeah, it's covered. Was his uncircumcised? His, oh, yeah. Wait, what were you looking at in the video? I, I was just <laughs> I'm sorry. Figure. I don't know. I, I didn't check. Was it, I wasn't looking. Was it? I, I'm trying to figure the guy out. I yeah, so, so for people that are listening at home that are just audio, uh, it's a guy dancing naked to all these videos. To all these but videos. an old, bald man that looks kind of Indian. Like, like maybe there's some sort of Hindu ritual going on here or, or, or Buddhist something. Um, but but I, I'm going to... He seems here he is again. He seemed quite together when he talks, right? He doesn't seem like he's impaired. I I thought first we're gonna hear like a brain like a brain tumor or something, like something's wrong with him. I can't I can't imagine he has a job. If he does, I, he's oh my god. Uh, what what would make somebody do? I must. I, I've definitely I, done this, but just not like Doctor Dad Staff. I must speak to this man. I have to speak to him. You, that needs to be your your job for the next until we do the next podcast. Oh, we could definitely connect. I guarantee you, they can get a hold of this. We well, got to find out what's going on with that guy. I got to thump him. All right, so I have no good answers. I will come up with one. We will talk to him. He is an enigma. Uh oh, who's that guy? All right, we got is that a, me? We got another uh, another clip from YMH four eight nine. This is something that Brendan Shaw brought up. That uh, I don't know, maybe Bert or or Drew want want to weigh in on. Uh oh. Love Doctor Drew. Uh, sick. By the way, I heard Doctor Drew has the biggest hog. Is For real? Right? That's that's the facts. I'm gonna ask from him. who? Fattest dick from his boy. Fattest dick. <laughs> Okay, we'll ask him on the next. Ask him. Ask it's, him on the next. Well Doctor Drew. Fact, yeah. After dark. It's a little bit of the, the, first the dark question. web talk, but I'm telling you, he has a fat. Oh. Dick. So that is my cat would insist upon that. I, it's actually because uh, it started because uh, Carol and I were peeing next to each other, and he made comment. For real? Wait, how big's your dick? We were peeing next to each other early in our relationship, and he go and he goes, uh, "Hey." Uh, Pretty good. Are you, are you thinking about something? <laughs> like, are you, wait, wait, I, wait. I, how big? Hold on. I'm sorry. How big's your I, dick? Not that big. Not that but big. hold on, though. No, is it? I'm mean, a big average. Like, like, let's. I, I know you measured it. Like, let's put it. Let's let's ballpark it. How about this? How about this? Let's ballpark it on a position it would play if it was playing on a basketball team. Is your dick a point guard where it could be like anywhere up Dem- to six feet? Is it a forward, which is more like? You know, six five, six four. Well, I six, don't know. What are, what are the what are the? How does it correlate to? Hey, type in real quick. Average sizes of positions on a basketball. No, team. no, I know those. I wonder the, what you were correlating them with on, on length of a penis. So, so like, uh, I don't know. I, I I got too wrapped up in my own analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm a center, but a but a forward. Okay. No. But like for like your size, forward, how tall are you? Strong forward, six feet. Okay. See, my problem is I think I outgrew my dick. Uh-huh. Like I, I gained weight, so it looks and it stayed the same size. Yeah, it would look, so it anyway, looked, it's like having the you know grass grow up around the mailbox. It, no, it's, you know what it's like? It's like a squatter in the middle of a bustling city. Like yes, hell yes. no, we yeah. won't go. Right. And now my dick and my pubis has gotten bigger, so and, now and, my dick looks like a single shooter on a grassy knoll. Your fupa. My fupa. You have a fupa. I, and, if I, I wish I could, I could localize weight loss to my pubis because my dick would look big again. Yeah. And so, and also as you gain adipose, your estrogen levels go up. I'm sorry, what's adipose? The fat, fat tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, the, your, your estrogen levels go up. Is that why my nipples are itchy? Might have something to do with it. My estrogen's through the roof. Yeah. And alcohol makes estrogen go up too. I barely drink alcohol. Yeah. It's not a treat. <laughs> hey, how, how long, so if I had good liver levels uh, in September and I was mm-hmm. partying, I was like, I didn't like pull off yeah. to go to the doctor. I was yeah. like, this is what I li- literally look like. Yeah. I had my liver levels were fine. Yeah. 
did sober October party in the same probably gonna be the same like next week right huh I don't know why did you bring up sober October oh because I didn't drink for so I didn't I took a whole month off of my liver yeah um, blood tests are not a great way to assess what's happening to your liver. I mean, never if, mind. Next question. If they're, if they're way up, they tell you something, but if they're yeah. normal. They don't not tell you something. So oh, they have to do okay. a physical exam and feel it and look at it. Oh, he did a sonogram of it. Oh, and how'd that look? Uh, good. Everything's okay. good. Well, yeah. that tells you a lot. Okay. So that's good. All right. So yeah, you, I got a good, I wish you, I want I want, I wish you could meet my cardiologist so you could like kind of give him the rundown and see if you like him. Okay. Where, I, where I trust, uh, Beverly Hills. Okay. Why do you have a cardiologist? Cause I have a heart, my, everyone in my family died of strokes. How about fucking Luke Perry? Crazy, right? I think that was an intracranial bleed. I don't think it was a stroke. Oh, for real? Yeah. So it was like a more like, like a, an aneurysm a, or something. We'll find out. He lived. Uh, he, he his family lived right down the street from us, and so I saw, we saw him all the fucking time. When everyone in your family died of stroke, but stroke or neurological problems, not cardiac problems. I I don't know the answer. They did have stroke strokes because they had high blood pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is way before anyone knew about like this. Like my grand, both my grandfathers died of strokes. And that's just it. I mean, those are the only And people. so you're, you want to make sure you carefully monitor your blood pressure and keep that down. Yeah. So I, I keep my blood pressure down. You're in a good, excellent combination. Hey, I have another question. Yeah. Does adding um, heat to an exercise help with weight loss or is it just a thing that makes you sweat more so you feel like you're being healthier? Um, I mean, you, when you're hot, you might be, your metabolism might be a slightly higher, but not any really big deal. Okay. Because here I'm doing hot spin class. Yeah. And it's not super hot, but it's definitely hotter than yeah. not than regular spin class. My heart rate is literally pinned at one six one fifty six the entire class. Yeah, good. But so if if your heart rate's at one fifty six, you're burning calories, correct? Yeah. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. Does, it, even if you're working out, because yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm getting like leg strength. I don't feel like I'm being able to work out as hard as I could. Right. But that's because of the heat. Could be, and and also you know the, you're, these are not strengthening exercises. I love spin class. Right? Yeah, good. But what do you do like? You, do you lift weights? I lift weights. I like. I, like I actually weights. was thinking. I was like, I wonder if he's got a workout buddy. We should all work. I out keep. Together. I kind of. I my garage is filled with stuff. That's what Real? I do. I just go down there. Just do like thirty five minutes before I go to work. That's it. Every so we, day. Do you switch it up? Yeah, a couple things, different things, but but I do essentially the same thing every other day. Really? I've been lifting since I was like fourteen. Like it's just I've enjoyed doing. And you can't do steroids now because you're. I wish. Oh. Yeah, I would, I would even if I if I didn't have prostate cancer, I'd probably take testosterone replacement. Should I take testosterone replacement? Um, okay. Well, I'm just thinking if if you, oh, op- I feel like the fat chick going. Maybe I should look for a boyfriend, huh? <laughs> well, it's more that you you really need to optimize your weight situation first. Good luck and, with and that. Then, I was, I was thinking then. I get on the testosterone and that would do it, it for it me. It might help. Yeah, you have to sort of. It, it's not a horrible idea. Not a horrible idea. But it, but we we worry about the vascular effects. We don't really know what they are fully. Though people argue that they're not nearly what we once thought they were. Let's do another video. Yep, we got one more queued up. So this is a old school uh, back and forth between Tom and Christina. This is from your mom's house, episode 465, uh, if anyone wants to go back and listen to it. But this is something that we'd like to see uh, if Bert and Drew, you know, if you guys have an opinion on who's on the right side of this argument between Tom and Christina. This is a no win for us. Is it their house? Before I forget, yes, I want ahead. to talk about how highly disappointed I am in you and thinking about moving on. So moving on. the other day, we're in bed. We were last watching, night, not uh, the other day. Right, last night, we're watching Ozark, which I love. So um, good this season, too. So good, Mr. Bateman and Cass. Uh, we were talking about uh, how that whole family kind of has to watch out for each other, have each other's back. And you told me, 
and you in no uncertain terms uh-huh. that you would report me yeah. to the authorities yeah. if I were to murder someone mm-hmm. and it was premeditated. Yeah. I was so stunned by this declaration. I just realized I thought I'd had a ride or die. Yeah. And I thought I was with my wife for life. Yeah. And now I am actively searching <laughs> for number two. <laughs> All right. Initial thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm with Christina. I know you way. are. I know you are. All the way. I know you are. Remember you told me you'd rat out your kids. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, certain behaviors are just not okay. And the, the, the consequences must be brought to bear. Okay. I, unlike Drew, am a Christian and I will take <laughs> care of my family first. Jesus, Drew. I, even I, when you told me that, even when we talked about our kids and if they broke the law or if they did drugs. what I said was that you got to tell their kids if they get a drug problem that you're going to make sure they get arrested. <laughs> and and that's, that will catch their attention. And you got to drop that axe hard. Oh, I, I'm, the, I'm the wrong. I'm the bad parent that's like, you know what? He's, uh, he's going to be a DJ in Ibiza. It's, it's going to be good. Last time work. I talked to you, you were like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm telling all the jokes about Isla and I got to stop. It's really not fair to her. Fast forward, I go to your next special. It's all the whole thing's about Isla. Oh fuck that kid! She's <laughs> buying her next house. She's not gonna make any money. I live with her. I'm gonna need to make that money now while she's creating on, material on, on her behalf. Oh my god, that kid's a fucking gold mine for material. Everything how, out of her fucking mouth. How does she feel about? She got stuck in a tree yesterday. <laughs> she's twelve. She got stuck in a fucking tree. I fucking. But I was she like, is a female version of you, dude. That kid is. We'll talk about treats. Man, I walked in. I opened our, our pantry door, and Isla's killing a, a, a Coca-Cola. And I open the door, and she sees me in spooks. And she goes, huh? She goes, ah, oh, shut the door. I thought you were mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid is. Dude, I told, I told the story on Conan about her having her first period. Yeah. And didn't run it by her. Uh <sighs> Just was like, it's a good story. If I don't want her to fuck it up by saying she doesn't want me to tell it. So she sees it. Leanne shows it to her. And, and Isla shows goes, the, the you talking about it to her. She goes, dad was on Conan tonight. This oh. is the video he did. And Isla sees it with Georgia. And they're laughing. And then Isla goes, wait, he makes fun of us? And Leanne's like, wait, what did you think he did? She's like, I thought it. He like talked about how cool we were. Oh. And Leanne's like, no, baby. Oh. He definitely makes fun of you. And she goes, oh, that's different. <laughs> So then she comes up to me and she goes, uh, by the way, I had, at her period party, I had put it on. Her period party? Oh, you haven't heard the story? What? Oh. She, she got her period. Uh, her period party. She got her period at school. She called me and she goes, I need to get supplies. I go, what for? She goes, I got my period. We're going spelunking. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I go, what do you need? Like, uh, you need me to come over with new panties, new pants, new socks? Did it get in your socks? And she's like, no, I need you to go to the store and get a red velvet cake. I'm like, what? She goes, I'm throwing myself a period party. All the girls are doing it. I was like, baby, I don't know if I can eat a red velvet cake knowing what it symbolizes. <laughs> She's like, no, dad, you got to put the name of your period on the cake. So this is a very short version of the story. She's naming I, her period? She named her period Jason. Why? Because she got it on Friday the 13th. Oh. So I tell the story on girl's Conan. girl's a genius. Legit. Legit. So yeah. I tell the story on Conan and um, they see it. And I go, how did you feel about it? She goes, ah, I mean... I'm okay with it. I think it's good. I think it's good for like if girls see it and they're having a hard time with their periods. So then it goes viral. I didn't expect for it to go uh, viral. Oh, yeah, it goes viral, and uh, Isla starts getting emails through my website from little girls getting their periods, and she loves it now. She's oh. like, she's 
she's like, because all these little girls are like, hey, I got my period and I was really freaked out. And my mom showed me the clip of your dad talking about your period. And we had a period party and we just welcomed Daryl into our family. <laughs> Daryl? Yeah. But but maybe this is your chance to talk to her and go, you see how positive this can be? I told I, We said it in the car today because yeah. I'm doing Conan next week. Yeah. And I was like, what do I want to tell? And I was like, uh, and George and I are like throwing out bits of like things they did. And George was like, hey, I remember the thing about uh, categories? And I was like, oh, I could tell that. And then I was like, I got stuck in a tree. And I was like, eh, it's not a bit yet. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, and then Leanne goes, hey, you should tell this story about the time Will Smith wanted to have sex with you. And Leanne, what? And it's a long story. It's it's not what you think it is. It's not slanders to Will, but it's a good fucking story. I thought yeah. a little, my dad thought Will wanted to fuck me in the ass. And so, I go, maybe I'll tell that. And then Georgia goes, hey, why don't you tell that machine story? And I said, uh, I said I've already told it on there. And she goes, you did? Maybe I'll watch that. And Leanne goes, wait, you guys haven't seen the machine story? And they're like, no, you never let us watch it. Leanne's like, you know what? Tonight when dad gets done, Dr. Drew's podcast, we're going to watch the machine wow, together as a family. how so fun. We're all going to go home and watch the machine. Isla then goes, is this the time you and Hitler robbed a train? <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> She goes, didn't you? Weren't you friends with Hitler? I go, no, I was. I've never met Hitler. I love. I go, you definitely would know if I knew Hitler. And oh she goes, well, you, I thought you. What I told she, people you knew Hitler. What is she confusing? I wonder. Communist, the mafia, oh, the, the mafia fucking guys. fucking Russia. Oh my god, fucking mouth breather. We got to get her on this podcast. <laughs> She's she doesn't she doesn't deliver the way you think. Like oh. she she, I did a I did we'll give a, her a few years. I did a web series with her for you live which is a company that travel channel was putting together and they were obsessed with outtakes at the time yeah so we're trying to do full-blown acting scenes in my house and all they would do would they get the lines and they do outtakes to the lines i thought that was hilarious and i was so fucking frustrated by the end of the day that the last thing we did was we sat them down this was on my 2016 special the machine which is streaming right now on netflix um we sat them down and we said we're going to come up with a safe word the kids. Yeah. And Island Georgia were like, what's a safe word? I go, like a word that only we know so that if if like we have our friend pick you up, he knows the word and you know that you can yeah, trust yeah. him. Yeah. And I go, I go, how about, uh, I can't say it anymore because I said it on my special, but it's the name of our street. Mm. I said the name of our street. I go, how about that? And then Island goes, dad, they, they might know that that's our street. And I said, mm-hmm. what about Priscilla? That's our dog. This is, we're shooting this real in the moment and... I, and Isla goes, Dad, you talk about your dog a lot. They're going to know that too. I go, well, what do you guys think? And Isla, there, without, without there's, a there's video of this. She goes, how about motherfucker? <laughs> and I go, what? She goes, no one's going to say that to a kid, Dad. And I was like, oh my God, you're a fucking genius. I go, motherfucker it is, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This, this kid is really, uh, there's something going on with her. I don't know what it is, but she's super dyslexic. Like mm. really dyslexic. That was you too, right? Yeah. yeah, and uh, and f- super artistic, mm. like really creative. Mm-hmm. She's a great. She's in plays. She's hilarious in plays, mm. but she's not. She <laughs> doesn't like math. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like school. She goes, uh, just like details don't details don't stick with that kid. I go, Isla, what's the teacher that got in trouble? Oh, Mr. Like, Mexican name? <laughs> what? He's got a Mexican name, Dad. I don't know, Mr. Mexican like name. Like Hitler versus communist. Yeah. So. So you grew up where? Florida, Tampa. In Tampa. Yeah. Are your parents still together? 
Yeah. And do you have brothers and sisters? Two sisters. They live in LA. What are they doing? Uh, one's a nanny, uh, doula nanny, and then the other one works at Fox for publicity. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and in school, were you like Isla? Uh, I don't... I think so. I would make people laugh, but I didn't know why I was making people laugh. My whole life i was funny but i didn't know i didn't know i wasn't trying to be funny didn't understand what i didn't understand why people were laughing i really was taking myself serious and people just thought i was joking and so i get in trouble a lot being serious and people thought i was fucking around and i don't i guess it's the look of my example uh i was in a class one time i I maybe it was right around when when uh moonlighting was on Mm -hmm. and someone brought up the teacher brought up sam cook and all I knew about Sam Cooke was he was shot raping a woman. And I just went, uh, actually, he was shot raping a woman. And the crowd lost it. And I was like, I was trying to be serious. Like, I thought you guys would be interested in that. Right. I, I didn't realize that that's not the time. You know, it's so funny. I just started talking to someone about this. The majority of my stand-up, a lot of it is me be, getting into a situation where I'm being serious. And people, and I, I misunderstand the moment. I started realizing that the other day. I was talking to someone about, about uh, bits and how you come up with bits. And I was like... A lot of times it's me, like there's a bit I'm working on right now. I went to traffic school in Burbank one time and the teacher came in. I was high and I was I got high with a black guy sitting behind me in class. I didn't know him. We smoke a blunt. The teacher comes in and he's got a, a, like a, a completely atrophied right arm, mm-hmm. right? And immediately I'm like, I wish I knew about this before I got this fucking high. And then the teacher <laughs> goes, who... Uh, he sees me looking at it and he goes, all right, who notices something different about me? And like a fucking idiot, I put my hand up. I was like, all right, here. And no one else put their hand up. And as soon as my hand up, when I was like, I didn't need to have the answer. I didn't need to know what it was. I could have just been like, I don't know what you're seeing. I don't know. I don't see anything. But I'm like, all right, here. (laughs) And he's like, okay, what is it? This is 17 years ago. And so I didn't know what to call it. Like I just, all I knew was was a baby arm. But I was like, I can't say a baby arm to the guy who's got a fucking baby arm. This is the only part of this joke that I ever thought was funny was I put my hand up. I was afraid to say what it was. I'm like, I'm not going to say baby arm. And I stalled so long trying to come up with an answer that the black guy behind me leaned forward, tapped me on the back and goes, it's his arm. That made me laugh so fucking hard. But that for me is that, so so there's more to the bit, obviously, now that I'm trying to develop it on stage. But that seed of me putting my hand up, same thing with the Ralph Sampson story. Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson, I was in, I'm all over the fucking map right now. Keep going. Um, Ralph Sampson, when I was 13 years old, I went to Raleigh Massimino basketball camp. I was supposed to know who Ralph Sampson was? He was a seven-foot center for University of Virginia who went on to play for uh, the Houston Rockets. And he comes in to give a speech to a class, and he goes, all right, first things first, who in here parties? I thought he was like looking for partiers, so I put my hand up. (laughs) Realizing as soon as my hand went up, I'm the only hand up. Everyone's like, and he just looks at me, and he goes, how do you party? Like I'm a 13 year old and I didn't, I'd never partied before. Uh, so I just looked at him dead serious in front of 1100 kids. And I was like, Hardy. <laughs> and he was like, excuse me. I said, I party Hardy. And he's like, how do you party Hardy? And I didn't have an answer. So I go with both hands. The fucking camp is losing their mind, losing their fucking mind laughing. And I'm like trying to be dead serious. And he literally mad dogs me, gets me in front of the whole camp. And then does like a, a punishment to me, puts a basketball behind my legs and on my arms and makes me stand at attention for the whole speech. And I, and by the way, I was a god after that. Kids <laughs> thought I was the funniest motherfucker. They're like, double dribble. They kept calling me double dribble because I said I partied hard with both hands. <laughs> double dribble, double dribble. It was, it, but like those moments, I think that was funny, but I didn't know I was ever funny. What do you think that is? 
I've I have no fucking well, it's, idea. it's the it's something to do with the treats. It's like a little reward zing. You being serious? Yeah, because you get a little zing by being a part of it, right? You can't. You're impulsive, and you get. Oh yes. Yeah, and so you get. Okay, little, you're totally right about that. Yeah. Because if I see a celebrity, I walk up to them. Yeah, I so walk up and say hi. You're a little impulsive, and you get a little zing reward from being part of. My heart skips it. if a celebrity walks in the room. My heart skips a beat, and I am impulsive, and I can't. I can't. Who, who would you actually fool, make a fool of yourself in front of? Uh, name any. Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Would drive you crazy. That'd be crazy. Oh, but the, the Rock. The Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Rock. This no is, women. Mm, oh, that's nah, interesting. Really give a fuck. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I mean, like, I'm sure if I, nah, but I don't have like, I don't, because there's a pure. Th- ah, this is gonna sound really fucked up. Here we go. There's a pure thing with me if I if I see another male celebrity. There's a pure thing going on where they know I'm not trying to fuck them. They know there's no oh. edginess. I'm, you, I'm a fan. You just I'm admire them. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I saw Madonna, I I'd be like, I don't know if I I, I fangirled out of the other show, Shit's Creek. I do. Do you watch it? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I maybe I think so. Why? What, what? Well, I just ran up to the, the the ones that play the brother and sister at an event. I I, I scared them. <laughs> I Dude, just, I... Kesha, I'd freak out on Kesha. <laughs> I Kesha, I would lose my fucking mind. There's a lot of there. There is, I guess, there Kesha, is a lot of women, but they, like Kesha? someone like Angelina Jolie, I would freak out on. But I also don't want her to think or I'm hitting on her. Or yeah, like, yeah, I get that. I would want to be get, respectful. You you want, right. I, I could freak out on the rock like freak out yeah. and know that he's comfortable with me freaking out yes yes you would you would not have a boundary problem oh I, yeah I, I, I have I'm the person that has to say speaking something. of boundary problems did you see the Michael Jackson thing yeah and <laughs> I'm curious to see how this shakes down with the internet look I don't I don't think I, we all knew he was fucking kids yeah. the, the onus is on us we all. Well, we all knew he was had an inappropriate relationship with kids. We didn't know. And now when you see it, you're like, whoa, why didn't I see it through these glasses? He's holding hands with a child? Yes. Dude, I have never held hands with a child, no. and I have two of them. I know. Like, Yeah. And and then to hear these kids' stories is eerie. You go, fuck this guy. But I was never a fan. I mean, I was never like a huge fan of Michael Jackson's. Like, I, I liked his music like as much as the next guy, but yeah. I wasn't like... But you see these people defending him, and then you see the way they're taking down R. Kelly, and you're like, hey, man, it should be the same for R. Kelly as Michael Jackson as um, Harvey Weinstein. Like, okay. they're across the board. They're assaulters. I don't like bullies, I don't, and I don't like confrontation. So I can very easily fall into the fucking... I always wonder how I didn't get molested. Like, because yeah. I I'm, I'm, do not like confrontation. So when these kids say that, like, they're just excited to be around a celebrity, mom, let me spend the night in his bed. I can totally see myself in that situation. With your kids. What? <laughs> no, not with no, not me and with those kids, but oh, you me with as parents. the kids, as the kids. And, and so, what was what did your daddy for a living? Lawyer. And your mom? Teacher. And were they a certain normal family system or something? Ooh, I have a theory about Jesse Smollett. By the way, tell me. I think he's going to come out innocent. Because. Because. Uh, I think. I think he was set up by these two Nigerian guys. It's possible. I, I mean, think, it could be a grift. I think they got him into a situation much like. I, I get myself into where he couldn't get himself out of it. He got, he was in it. They're drinking, they're doing drugs, they're partying. He's trying to, I think he's trying to sleep with them. They're good looking guys. They're, I think their sexuality looks questionable in the videos of themselves combing their hairs in front of a mirror. So like, I think he was there and there was trainers and he's paying them to be trainers mm-hmm. and they worked up a grift. Like, I, what if we did this, man? Think about this. And he just wasn't saying no, which is my biggest problem is not saying no. And then he got in over his head so it was their idea. I think so. I now, think I, so. I, to me, to me, which whoever started, and, and that's a possibility, 
the thing I think neither whomever was the genesis of this whole thing contemplated was how the press would go with it. I think that's that's why I think the Nigerians came up with it because if I, I, I the kid was making a lot of money and he was a really talented actor and I got to assume he I can't imagine I think, I th- I think any I, th- I think he had a record dropping in two days the content of the record record had things like that going on in it oh really in the record okay he wanted to make a splash for the record he never imagined the press would go so they they cram the narrative of uh, the ass of everybody in the country right uh, that makes sense I, I think I think he was shocked what happened. He thought he'd make a little noise and you know whatever, or, or they thought that who knows who who really is at the at the center of it. I don't know. Anyway, back to the uh, the yeah. reason I was saying that is I was like when you're telling the truth, your answers you don't need to think about your answers. And he was thinking about his answers. But when you're like, what does your dad do? I go lawyer. What did your mom do? <laughs> Teacher. Like when you're telling the truth, you're like you just go. Oh, yeah, this is the truth. Yeah, it just is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And, and your, your two sisters and they're older, younger. Two, both younger. And yeah. you said what, what I'm going after is why you feel it was a miracle you didn't get molested yourself. I just am, uh, I, I was, this is going to sound really uh, maybe super sad or whatever, but I was around it. Like I saw really inappropriate stuff happening to people my age through like older brothers or older, like I remember, I remember this one guy, but it, it was so weird. You didn't call it what it was. I remember I went to this kid's camp, uh, his thing was called kid's camp and the, the teacher had a compound or, or, or thing guy, the guy or RA or whatever had a compound bow. I was maybe like. 12 he had a compound bow and he had a lasso and uh he came in he was like oh we were all in our beds he's like oh he's probably 17 years old himself yep and he came in and he grabbed one of the kids brought him into the shower hog tied him ripped all his clothes off and was he drunk i don't know it was like it was almost like but it wasn't like sexual but it was like it was an assault definitely Yeah. yeah And I remember thinking, pray to God that's not me. I mean, I laid in that bed going, please don't come in. I, I, I saw a lot of that. And so, like, I think that was also the redneck thing. Is like, I remember I remember swirlies where they'd hold your head in a toilet and flush it. Mm-hmm. I remember that happened to my friend. And I was like, woo, I missed that by an inch. Mm. But, like, I, I feel like I was always around that shit. And I am a very trusting person. And I am very vulnerable. And I don't like confrontation. I'm definitely the last person to be like, hey, man, you're bothering me. You're, please stop. Mm. Like, sometimes when I do meet and greets... Uh, those those weird kind of alpha guys will do shit that's alpha-y and I just let it go. Around you to get approval from you. To me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like these group of gay guys in Austin, one of them came up and he was like, hey man, I, I gotta get a... I don't even think they knew who I was to be dead honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really... Because they were looking at me and they were off to the side and the only reason I know they were gay is because I saw them all kissing on the dance floor later. I wouldn't have known that. They were just regular looking guys and the guy's like, hey man... I know you are. I got to get a picture. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That's what I'm doing. I'm, you know, if you want a picture. And he goes, no, come here. Show the fucking fat ass stomach. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's not be like that. He's like, oh, fucking, come on, fat boy. And he just lifts my stomach. And I'm, I'm like, whatever. It's easier for me to get just to not uh, interact with it than to stand up for myself in that right, moment where right. I go, hey, man, no, fuck you. You don't get a picture. And yeah, then yeah. Albert's a fucking asshole. Just kind of roll with it. He yeah, takes I his shirt that. off all the time. He's, everyone calls him fat. And you're like, well, I'm trying to stand up for myself. Yeah, but, so, but it, it is it is extremely uncomfortable when people treat you like a, a cartoon character or an object. I think that's part of... So I say celebrity. I don't think I'm a celebrity, yeah. but like... Yes, you are. And, but, and that's part of it. You're, I, you know, you, we, you ran to steve here a few minutes ago. Yeah. And I remember once he had a, um, he had a cardiac problem from all his drinking. And uh, at one point they thought he had a cardiomyopathy. 
and they told him that this horrible cardiologist goes, you're gonna need a transplant within two years. And he came on Loveline later that night. I was like, I, I don't believe this. It doesn't, it, not based on the data I saw, no, please. But he was upset and people called in and they'd go, yeah, Steve, sorry, sorry, your heart's not working. Anyway, about my penis. You know, they just they'd go oh. right past it. They just yeah. treat him like nothing. I was like, no, he told me he had a terminal illness. Don't, you don't just kind of blow past that. But I think people don't think about people in the public. The same thing back to Michael Jackson. You know, he's dead because treated people treated him as something different and special. You yeah. know, yeah. And that's how that fam those families treated him. That got him in the situation with these kids. The families were like, oh, they were so taken with him. It's just it's just another thirty year old dude that happens to have a talent, it's, right? His <clears throat> I don't even know. I mean, did he write his own songs? I don't even know. I don't know either. I don't even. I, I mean. I'm be cool with that catalog disappearing. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm let's, not... let's. What's the, okay? Who's the okay? Who's the who's the catalog where it really affects you? Where you're like, hold on, hold on. I understand he molested people, but Ver let's talk this through. Verity. Who's Verity? <laughs> Wait, Giuseppe Verity, <laughs> some opera singer, composer. Is he dead? Oh yeah, uh, he's cool. He's cool. Uh, okay, he's cool. Somebody alive? Is somebody alive? <laughs> yeah, someone like what's a band alive? Where you're like, <laughs> like, like for instance, Led Zeppelin stole all their music, right? And they mistreated women terribly. But I think everyone's like, you know what though? Thing times were different. Then. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. I don't know why they aren't being extradited for kidnapping at all. I mean, they they put a, a fish in a girl's vagina. Yes, they should be really like they should be extradited. They, they should, should not... really comb through this pretty aggressive. If we're gonna do a cleansing, yes, then we need to cleanse top to bottom. We need listen. To how about of... all, how about all the bands from the seventies that sung about the fourteen year olds that they were screwing in the vans? Elvis is gone. Oh yeah, Come Elvis. On. Jerry Lee Lewis is gone. Gone. Uh, get rid of all of John. Uh, John, what's his name? Who did Pretty in Pink, uh, Breakfast Club? All those movies. They're, they got to be out of there. I watched Breakfast Club with my girls the other day, and uh, Bender's under the table and just eats her pussy. What? Yeah, he just puts his face in her vagina, Claire, and she's like, "Stop it!" And he was like, "Oh, shut up, uh, dude. Get rid of all those fucking movies. They are. You can't watch them with your kids. They are so. What was Joe just said? Uh, Joe Rogan was just saying that Ace Ventura is horrifically transphobic oh really oh yeah the yeah. girl's got a dick and everyone starts throwing up oh. <laughs> the only thing that sucks about the whole transgender movement is yeah. like now you can't just be a big girl like if you're fucking six foot and a woman maybe a tad bit thick everyone's like look at that dude no you can't be i saw this girl hiking and my even my cousins were like oh is this a dude or a chick and you're like back in the day it was just a chick oh i see now everyone's see. like oh uh, the joke i wrote today intrigue. was uh I don't tell it. Go ahead. I said uh, I was. It's a horrible joke. But, no, uh, then don't tell it. Okay. And so you had two sisters. You grew up in Tampa. But I was an attorney. Is he cool with your job? Now he is. For yeah. He just came out on stage with me um, the other day. He's still practicing. Still practicing. Wow. He he's always been cool with my job. He hasn't figured it out. He doesn't understand it. He yeah. doesn't really get it. Yeah. Uh, like even my story. When I tell a story, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why does anyone think that's funny? <laughs> uh, he's never seen me perform. Never seen me perform live. Never seen me Would perform. it be weird to have him there? Uh, now it would. But actually, hey, can you pull up my Instagram page? Please do. On there? This is this happened in Tampa. Uh -oh. This really caught me off guard. Uh-oh. And, uh, and I'll show you the video, and then I'll tell you what he said to me. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. It's on the Instagram. Uh, go, right, go to the one with the 416 hat. There we go. Okay. 
So a couple weeks ago, I was in Tampa at the Tampa Theater, and my dad decided to surprise me on stage. Here's the video. Oh, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my dad. Oh, he's taking his shirt off. Yeah. That's really funny. So he did that. He's never he's never been on stage like that. Did he see the whole show? Uh, he no. He sat backstage and drank. Oh, <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't going to watch any of it. He was like, I don't want to throw your timing off. I, I know you. I, I'd make you nervous. So then he called me. We he knew that my, we had shot that. My friends had been there and they shot it on on their cell phones. And we had a camera guy with us. And my dad was like, uh, was like, hey, I want to see that video. And then he was like aggressively saying, I need to see the video. I need to see the video. So I got the video. I edited it down. I gave it to him. And then he called me and he goes, uh, I get it. I go, what do you mean? He goes, that's, I mean, that's a rush. I mean, oh. I still feel it. Like 1,700 people just cheering like that. That's, I mean, you know, there's no equivalent of that in life. Like you don't get that anywhere else. And he was like, that's got to be. That's got to be like intoxicating. And I was like, it gets really intoxicating. A treat. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, you know, an hour of that. And then you end with like, that's, I mean, that's, and like he just yeah. keeps and like, and, and, and sending me texts. Like, I really appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to feel and that. He wants to do it again. A hundred percent. Look, if I like treats, my dad loves <laughs> treats. My dad is a treat motherfucker. Yes, I get There's that. been many a time where he's like, I fucked you guys up because I made dinner a thing for us. <laughs> where he's like, as soon as we sat down as a family, he's like, bottle of wine. Another bottle of wine? Who wants? Oh, look what I got. Wagyu beef. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but that... Yeah, that fucking broke him. He literally was like, he's been talking about it nonstop. It's funny how audiences can be overstimulating. Oh, the first time, yeah. the first time I ever, the first standing ovation I got on this tour, and I know that some people have been upset. I've definitely gotten standing ovations before. Yeah, um, I, I know that. I've said that I didn't, but I, I did. I'm just. I've seen him. It's just here, this tour has been very, it's been happening a lot. Mm. And it's been, it's very emotional for me. But the first one I got in Portland, I was like, I was just like, you don't, I, there's no, there, I, I've talked to Tom about this a lot. You're like, treat. It's fucking, <laughs> it, it fills you with yeah. like this thing where you're like, yeah. I couldn't get that somewhere else. I don't know yeah. where you'd get that. No. If you, if you were looking for that, they don't sell it. I saw another thing that Ralphie May did once where he was, had the room. It was a huge room. It was like, it was the Shrine Auditorium. And he had the room laughing in where I, li I literally, I could see waves going through oh, the audience. Yeah. Where and I was laughing, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard, but I looked out across the audience. I was way over on the side, and I could just see these waves. Yeah. And he was like an orchestra. He was like an orchestra con con conductor, like making this happen. You know, one after the other after the other wave. That's got to be crazy when you see a room do that kind of thing. Ralphie had a great way of doing that because what he would do is he would take a bit, and he'd work it. He'd work it to the where you thought it was done. Yeah. And then he'd tag it five other times yes. with better jokes than the one he gave you at the front. Yes. He talked about having a medium dick. Have you ever seen that bit? No. He talked about having a medium dick. And he goes, women want big dicks. Bitch, you don't want big dicks. Big dick be living your pussy looking like. And he had nine different things it was looking like. And the last one was a horse reaching for a Cuba eye of sugar. The horse just... <laughs> I was on the fucking ground laughing at his nine different things. A horse reaching for a cube of sugar. Just <laughs> he was so he was so amazing at that. I, uh, did you get to know him? 
I knew very yeah. Ralphie very well. I knew him pretty well. Too. One of my best friends. Oh no kidding! I've known Ralphie. Ralphie was um, one of my favorite stories ever. Uh, I know I've, I'm, I'm sure I've told this somewhere, but uh, we went to the Bahamas <laughs> together. Uh, we did a Paul and Young Ron was a radio show down in Miami, and we did a we did their their Bahamas trip at uh, Atlantis. So the first night, I'm, I'm by the way, I'm just barely a headliner. I'm a headliner, but I have two kids, but I'm just started really touring as a headliner. Ralphie's who he is. He's big. And so the first night we go to this radio event and then we go to have dinner. We have dinner at a Chinese restaurant and Ralphie goes, uh, I go to get my wallet. He goes, I got Playboy. I got it. Play. I got it. I got it. And so I was like, oh, thanks, Ralph. I didn't even look at the, I didn't look to see what it was. Uh-oh. So the next night was another similar night. Me and Ralphie and Lana and Leanne and their baby and their nanny go to dinner. And once again, Ralphie goes, uh, oh, player, you ain't, I, I ain't letting you pay for nothing. So he pays again. The next night is the night of the show. And I got to go on first. And Ralphie's like, player, why don't you go check on the room, get yourself ready, do your time. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll meet you there. And I was like, all right. So we paid for that night. So the last night, Leanne says, uh, hey, why don't you pay for this one? Go to the waitress before the dinner even starts. Yeah. Give her your card to make sure it doesn't get to Ralphie. Yeah, yeah. And just tell her to bring out the bill. When she has the bill, just bring out the bill and charge it to us. I go, okay. So I give her my card. And I said, listen, whatever, whatever happens, don't let the big guy pay. She was like, okay. So we order, we drink. We have a great, it's our last night there. We're leaving in the morning. We have a great fucking dinner at Nobu, uh, the sushi restaurant. Uh, Bill comes and Ralphie's like, oh, I got it. And I said, Ralphie's been taken care of. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that, Burkreiser. And I go, what? And he goes, oh, you should have looked at it first, playboy. <laughs> and I went, what? And she hands me the bill and it's like $2,400. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I look at, I open, I look at it. And Leanne says, how much is it? And all I said to her is, Fuck you, that's how much it is. And Leanne goes, you don't ever tell me this. And then Ralphie goes, oh, you fucked up. You told Miss Leanne to fuck herself. Oh, this is going to be a long night, Burkreiser. And don't think I ate all that fish. That was all that sake bombs you were doing. That's those sake bombs. I didn't, I didn't think the, the tip would be as much as the bill was. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't know what the, I didn't know what it was. So then we go up, we get up, and Ralphie goes, oh, player, we just go win that money back. Go take $3,000 out of your bank account. And so I went over to my bank account, pulled out $3,000, went over. And lost it within two minutes. Oh. And we're now five thousand this we didn't have five thousand oh. dollars to be down. Leanne is livid. Uh-uh. Livid. And and uh it was not and then and then Ralphie upgraded us to first class to fly home from Miami. Oh yeah. wow, that's nice. Yeah. He was he was and then I edited a video of him talking about hit that bill. He was like, oh, that bill wasn't that high. You y'all you're embellishing your story, Bert Chrysler. Do you do you talk to Lana anymore? Nope. That's his wife. I haven't talked to her. Next I mean, I, I've t- I texted with her, and if I see her, I'll talk to her. But, you know, I mean, sadly, and this sounds really fucking horrible, but, like, I I think that when you're, you're close with, like, if, I, if Joey died, I don't know how much I'd talk to Terry. Yeah, you, it's a weird thing when you're not a couple anymore. Yeah, if, if, Joe, if Joe died, I don't know if I'd reach out. I mean, I'd reach out to his, I'd reach out to his wife. I'm sure they'd. But like, if I died, I'm sure everyone would reach out to Leanne a couple times, the way we all did for Lana. But then you start moving forward with your life. No, and your when, when it's a, when you're couples, when you hang out as couples, and the couple, one couple, or they even divorce, whatever, it yeah. just doesn't. You don't stay equally friends with both. I mean, like you know, if if uh, if Push died, I don't know if we'd talk to Tom again. <laughs> I knew for sure we wouldn't. Let's wrap it up right there, Bert. Thank you so much. Please come back in soon. Hundred percent. I, I, want, I want to see. Some, I want to get some of your videos and, and talk about them here. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, you know what I want to do? Uh, I want Leanne to come on 
and and she can tell you, you you guys break down me that would be fun oh don't you worry that's planned that has already been planned uh, we get your wife in here we'll have a and then and then maybe that's when we'll take some of the videos and she and i will look at them together and then we'll, and one of these days we'll bring you in here both together oh please yes. and whenever you want to do my podcast please hey right. what about my cooking show i i i, I whatever whichever my cooking shows are almost bigger than my podcast these days all right dude I got to get you on my cooking show. We do it out in Burbank. Okay. Yeah, you're out by there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. Again, uh, tell a friend. uh, Sign up uh, for the episodes at your mom's house YouTube channel. Five stars rate. Tell a friend. Uh, I've got a bunch of podcasts out there. We've got the Hashtag You Live podcast. Me and Bob Forrest from Celebrity Rehab doing some stuff still. I've got the uh, Opium, History of Opium series. The articles now with very important interviews alongside of that that were airing on the... um, Weekly Infusion podcast. Me and Mike Catherwood doing Swole Patrol. And um, this is Dr. Drew podcast. Me and Adam have a podcast. It's all at drdrew.com. Check it all, all out there. Check out to watch all my specials on Netflix, The Machine and Secret Time. Do it and do it. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.